hello and welcome to a new episode of the Birkbeck Futures podcast from your careers, enterprise and employability team at Birkbeck University. I'm Lucy Robinson, your employability consultant for business and enterprise. Um, We'll be chatting with top UK entrepreneurs and industry leaders about UK business, startups and self-employment. In this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Maria Torres-Hion, Managing Director of Ole Spanish. Welcome, Maria. Uh, Hello, Lucy, and thank you for having me here. No problem. It's lovely to have you. Um, So to kick off, Maria, please could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm Spanish. I came to the UK after finishing my university in Spain back in the early 90s. And I only came to improve my English, didn't have any desire to stay. Uh, but I met a boy, love kicking. Now this is my husband, the father of my children, so I stayed. Um, during the 90s, I worked in the city. Uh, and in 2001, I had my first child. And I went back to full-time job, but balancing a baby and balancing the full-time work, uh, it just wasn't working for us with no help. Uh, so I left my career in the city. Uh, to look after my baby, but since I have a degree in education and I noticed the lack of uh, teaching of modern foreign languages in primary schools at the time, I started a little company called Ole Spanish uh, for Everyone. That's fantastic. It's a really interesting story you've had. Um, so please, can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Ole Spanish? So when we started, we started with a provision for little children. So I started teaching the youngest children at three years of age. Uh, but it, it, it started growing. So at the time I was working, I was running a business, I was working in different schools, and I we opened for everyone. So children from school age, then we moved into the teenagers and later the adults. So having the experience in in primary school and secondary school, we actually started researching how how to make the students actually get the best outcome, not only on the grades that obviously count at GCC and A level, but that they enjoy the language. Um, and then we took it from there and make it fun for everyone. And we added um, trips to Spain with the teenagers, which is very, very successful. And then trips for adults, which is a different way of, uh, different, completely different um, uh, way of doing things. And we were running from primary school, after school clubs, um, hiring places in school churches, uh, organizing cultural events, flamenco, salsa workshops. So from being very little, it grew to actually be quite um, big and having a a range of activities based in Spanish. And now our youngest student is three. Our oldest student is 92. And she wow. traveling with us three years to Spain. So yes, people join for different different ways. Children, obviously, parents want the children to start learning. Teenagers, is exams, and the adults join because they might actually want to keep their brain engaged at the elder years, or they have learned Spanish and they want to go back to Spain, or just for the social aspect of it. And then that's it. So we have covered North London pretty well. And then we are looking now into offering job opportunity or business opportunity to other other people. That sounds fantastic. It's a really ambitious business that you have and you offer such fantastic things to people. Um, and I know that a lot of what um, you're focusing on at the moment is helping people get into franchising. So um, tell me a little bit about what franchising means in practice. Well, um, 
we have had employees and we have employees who work with us and and for me as a director and teacher and creator of all this it's difficult to manage people um and find job for them and do everything that i teach plus looking uh, so we we look into franchising the company so franchising is a system of a marketing goods or services or even technology which is based upon a close an ongoing collaboration between two legally and financially separate independence um, undertakings. So that one would be franchisor and another individual would be the franchisee. So we are independent, but the franchisor grants the individual franchisee the right to use the name and the methodology and the know-how, and the franchisee has to uh, uh, develop their business in accordance with the franchisor concept. So when considering the option of expanding, for me, it was important that the, that the person who worked with me can live, I can be financially independent from me and make the money. Then if you want to work more, you will make more money. If you cannot manage and you are working less, you make your money, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that you can live with. Um, so, you know, when considering expanding the business, if I have an employee to work on Saturdays and I do two hours Saturday and I have 20 children and I charge 100 pounds per student per term, that's at 2,000 pounds. But obviously, if I have an employee, I'm going to pay them well, 25, 30 pounds an hour. But really, it's never worked like that. Well, if you're a franchisee, you run your site, you charge your price, and this is your money. And that means if you're in Brighton or Birmingham, you run. You keep your money, I keep my money, and you just expand the concept like McDonald's or all the companies that we that big them. We can see them in the high street. Mm. That's really interesting. And how can franchising be a viable career option for students who are looking for more kind of flexible and independent work? First of all, I think that um, the job market is changing rapidly. Uh, more and more businesses are using contractor. Um, and they use the personnel just for a, for a project. And once the project is finished, off you go. And you as an individual, you have to look for another project. And I think that it's more and more difficult to find a job nine to five with a good salary, with paid holidays, sick leave, maternity leave, a good pension. It is really disappearing. And yes, perhaps if you are a doctor or a teacher, yes, it does work like that. But even if you are a graphic designer or or, or even an engineer, you might have to work on projects. So um, holding a degree, I believe, that going to university is a must nowadays for our young students. Um, but they leave university, graduates leave, and they, they are going into a massive search of having to find a job that fits around them. But let's say somebody who holds a degree in Spanish and English, or Spanish and French, or German, um, and they live with a degree, their option is really to have a PGC to teach in school. And the fees for that course can be 9,250. Mm. So perhaps investing into a franchise, which might be more or less the same amount of money, um, it, it could be a cheaper option having, you know, the, the, the license can go for five years, having a experience where you are going to develop your own business concept with the ex backing of the experience of the established business. Um, so I think not only in Spanish, but uh, nowadays, franchise is a really, really um, nice option 
Um, you can anything from in the care system there are franchises um, in the restaurants obviously we know some um, drama and there are other companies that organize workshops and drama so anything that you are interested you can find a franchise nowadays um, also NatWest does a survey in franchising every two years and in the last one it established that the failure rate in the franchise-owned business, it runs at 0.9%, which is much, much lower than any business when you start from scratch. So it, it is a really good option nowadays to have an independent work, work around your needs and be your own boss without the risk of opening a new business. Mm, that's that's a really interesting point. It's, it's a little bit less risky than completely going out on a limb as an entrepreneur, but it's still got that level of you know, independence and and skill. Mm. Exactly, it's an Mm. investment. Um, And what kind of skills are needed to run a franchise? First of all, you need to have that entrepreneurial spirit. It's not for anyone who looks to work nine to five, have their holidays and nothing. You you need to want to make something because your business will do as well as you want to to do. So you need to be uh, flexible and ongoing. to run a successful model, but you also are running with like 17 years experience or whatever experience is with that business. Um, It's not a job, but it's a business. And as a business, you need to recreate the concept. And also you need to, um, you need to be able to be flexible and, and promote your own business. So it's a little bit more than just a job that you finish your job or go back home and start again from nine o'clock next morning. But it's a little bit more business-like with the backing and the training uh, of, of, of another established business. Hmm. So it's not a job. <laughs> it's a bit more. Yes, more, more, more of a lifestyle choice um, than just a job, isn't it? It's also an asset because you can sell your franchise. So you buy a franchise with no clients, but if you go run it for five years and decide, well, okay, I'm going to change my career, you can sell your your franchise with your your clients already. So it's an investment in an asset that you will be able to sell. Um, So it's a different concept from what it is just a job that you're going to do as well as your job wants and you're going to be asking for a pay rise that it might not come when you're actually in a franchise, you're going to say, I'm going to open Saturday morning and make more money. So it's a different concept. Mm. It's a very exciting concept. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really exciting concept. And what kind of career journey and kind of trajectory can you expect from running a franchise? Well, as I said, it's buying into an asset, an asset that you can sell um, because of you have new clients. They will be your clients. If I'm I'm in North London, if you are Mm. in Edinburgh, you are running there. These are your clients. Um, and anyone, if you say, well, I don't want to continue running this, you can pass it on or you can sell it to somebody else and that person will have it with their client. So suddenly it's an investment with, with, um, uh, you are, you are taking the returns of that investment. Um, let's give you a few numbers. So let's say you want to run a Spanish club, um, and you have, you want to work only Mondays and you want to work, you're going to have. 10 students during the morning, there's only around the top 200 pounds per term. So 10 students, adult students, 10 children after school, uh, 10 teenagers, you know, to do the GCSEs, and three adults. So you are gonna ha- char- you're going to have 33 students on Monday only, 
and you're going to charge a hundred pounds for them. The price varies, varies, but um, suddenly you are with three thousand three hundred pounds for working one day per term, which is one thousand one hundred pounds a month, which is already okay if you time it. Five is five thousand five hundred pounds per month, and obviously you need to deduct your insurance, your the hiring. But suddenly you can see how you can progress by actually getting more clients. Um, but also at Ole, um, we have trips to Spain where you're gonna actually bring clients and get more money. You have we work term time, but if you are not doing anything or you're not going on holidays, you might want to open a holiday camp for the students to come and continue learning Spanish in the holidays. We want to set the merchandise. So there is quite a lot that you can expect from running franchise to do as much as you want to do, really. If you want something one day a week, fantastic. If you want to do something at the full time, um, I think it's, it's a very good option nowadays. And also, in, my, in this case of teaching Spanish, when, when I've been working in Secretary State, Secretary School, you have the top set, fantastic children, really engaged, less family. But then you have the bottom set. And you have children who are coming from difficult families, that they need much more love. They perhaps they don't know how to read in English. And this children shouldn't be learning Spanish. They should be actually getting something else that we cannot offer in, in state schools or in, even in independent schools. So here yeah, we teach those who want to be taught. Which is very rewarding, in fact. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, and I know that modern foreign languages, in particular, is something you're quite um, passionate about, um, particularly with franchising, but just kind of generally the value of modern foreign languages. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I just uh, we just published a book um, called "The Only Ways Ole." Because after 17 years of working in primary school, in, in secondary school, in a state, in grammar school selective, you notice that although we want to teach a language, sometimes the foreign language in primary school is, comes after. If there is some visitor coming to the school, it will be taking the time of the foreign language. It just given 20 minutes. I've worked in a school where I've been teaching for 20 minutes per class and 20 minutes per week. You just know, uh, you know, the, the school is is based into teaching to pass the exam rather than actually having time to watch a movie, analyze the movie, you know, listen to music. So, but really, if you speak Spanish and English, um, you can communicate with 80% of the world population. Add Chinese to that one. And really, I think that foreign languages should be up there with math, English, science, and a foreign language because it will open so many many doors and also the way of thinking it really helps your brain so i mean foreign languages is is an open door for for students and i don't think that it's given as much importance as it should be given nowadays um so for me it's a passion really i enjoy what i do and i i my students enjoy and our students enjoy. And we also got very good results at GCSE. We have students who come completely fleeted saying, I'm going to fail Spanish. Oh, you just <laughs> turn it around because when you actually put the passion and the love and they can see with a foreign language, how it's not about learning verbs that I hate the verbs or the grammar. It's so complicated. It's about it's about singing. It's about telling jokes. It's about drama. It's about acting. It's about communication. And that, and that 
cannot happen sitting behind the desk. It, it's it's around us, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. I'm very yeah, passionate about absolutely. it. It's more about kind of being immersed in that culture and language rather than just, you know, Definitely. doing kind of vocab drills, that kind of thing. Mm. And, and yeah. luckily nowadays with all the, all, all the TV, the internet, you can really immerse yourself into the, into the language. I mean, um, we're watching with this uh, quarantine, I think everybody is watching quite a lot of TV uh, and you can find serials in, in Spanish, you put your English subtitle, and that is a massive lesson. You really get immersed into the language. So I always recommend homework. Do we have homework? Yes, watch daily. <laughs> or radio, which is really it's, uh, not the best option for some parents. But I think that when you are young, you need to develop the taste. No one taught their children how to speak with a pen and a paper, but by telling stories, by singing, by playing. Is that how we are? We have forgotten how we learn our home language. I mean, for you, English, for me, Spanish. Nobody gave me a pen and a paper and taught me the grammar. So that's the way that we have to actually put across to teach a foreign language. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a really kind of practical and realistic way of learning a language as well as quite just kind of a wholesome one. It's, It's nice to learn a language that way. It is, it is. And finding the fun, the social aspect of it is the most important. Our trips to Spain work very well because we team with, not with the Spanish schools, but with the Spanish uh, event. So when we take students there, they are gonna, we know that they're going to be meeting other, um, our English students will meet Spanish um, students their own age. And they learn, they, they teach each other. We don't have to do much. We have to guide them. But the learning is happening on its own. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what? So obviously we've talked about modern foreign languages and mm. how they, you know, their value um, and also how they can mm. um, link into franchising. Um, but kind of expanding slightly, what other kind of products and services can you run a franchise for? I'm really happy you asked me that question because I didn't really know much about franchise, uh, franchises and franchise. Um, but I, there is an exhibition in Olympia every year. I think it happens in, in January. Mm. And once you go there, there is a franchise for absolutely everything. Uh, we know restaurant, big restaurant, burger restaurants, um, we go and you know exactly what to expect. But you have um, from uh, tax companies having franchises, uh, management and consulting, the care system, uh, windows installing. Absolutely, there is a franchise for uh, even gyms and, and jumping trampoline um, companies that I could never imagine they were franchises and there are, or coffee shops. So there is absolutely one for anything. Some of them are very expensive. Some of them um, to buy into franchise, you can look into hundreds of thousands of pounds uh, for the restaurant. And all of the other, um, they are not that much, that, that much. It's, it's less than buying a, a new car. So you can, whatever you study, you can actually go into, into franchise, develop your, bis- your, your business or your career with the backing of a company, a well-established company behind you. So you can actually find a franchise for, for absolutely everything. It, it is, I think that we don't know that much about franchise overall, but once you look into that one, absolutely, you can find anything, anything there. Wow. 
So if someone's considering entrepreneurship and self-employment, um, they really shouldn't be discounting franchising, you know, because that can give oh you the goodness. same the same independence and value as being an entrepreneur, needs the same skills, but you can get a lot more out of it, potentially. You can get much more out of it because you will have uh, the know-how. They will, you will be trained. And, and when you look for a franchise, you need to be actually make sure that they are going to train you. So they will train you because they want you to recreate their product. And eventually, in five years' time, you say, well, I'm going to do my own. But you have been successful. You have had these five years where you've been taught absolutely everything for a fee. But it's a really, I think that it's, it's less risky. And that's how the NatWest franchising um, service is, is making a survey. Um, and, and, and the outcome is, is really, really um, uh, Really, you know, many women, many, many franchises are, made, are run by women. Women would run most of them. And it's because we are creative enough to actually have to give up a career when we have children and at the same time want to bring money home. So from teaching math, I mean, there was a math doctor or something like that. So, you know, mathematicians are actually running this. We all know about Kumo, um, which is another another big franchise. Um, absolutely everything. And it's a really good option that I don't think that I mean, I'm glad about Burbank University, but not other um, universities are explaining about this option that could be a really good one with very, very, very small risk and investment, as I said. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Um, and what yeah. advice would you have for someone who's considering buying a franchise? Well, first of all, going to the exhibition is a must and then think of what you want to do and find that one the franchises for everything uh check the companies well established you need to you need to know that there is being a track record and actually try to actually go into the to the company you don't want to buy a franchise that started last year from nothing because there is no experience and then you're going to hand the money and having to do it all yourself um so you need a training you need a meeting you need the progress and go for it many banks are giving loans and I know that now they are giving uh, a very good, a very good rates um, for a loan, and um, the license tends to be five years. So the the low, the risk is very low. It's something that people you can give it a go, and you know if you're thinking of doing a PhD, it will be a few more years at the the rate that right right now the universities are. And I'm not saying that you have to go to university or any young, young person is a must. But then look into that one and um, go for it. Um, I, I used to work in the city. I used to work before I had my children. So I've been working at banks such as Credit Suisse, Boston, Deutsche Bank, Merrill Lynch. And obviously, because I spoke Spanish and English, many of the work would come to me. Um, you know, many work from Spain or from even Italy or Portugal because it's a Latin-based uh, language, but I would not get paid anymore. So although my language was well utilized, you were not getting paid more. By running your own franchise is as flexible as you are, really, and if you make the money. Um, it, it, it is an option to look into that. Right? You need to actually treat it as a business. So if you if you are going to go for a franchise, you need to make a sound sounding um, business plan. And many companies offer you, they, they give you a, a, a template, but it's you, the one who you want to analyze the business and make your projection in the future. So, mm. um, go for it. 
I like that. I think that's fantastic advice. Do your research, but ultimately just go for it. Go for it. You have nothing. Yes, there is an investment, but it's a low risk investment, something that you can sell. If halfway through the through your the life of your franchise, you want to actually say, look, this is not for me, you will be able to sell it and make some money out of it because you will have got a couple of clients at least. So it's really go for it. When you when you start looking to franchises, you say, "Wow, this is something that I that it would be nice to do." Actually, absolutely, I think that's brilliant advice. Um, I think we'll finish it there. Um, so thank you so much to Maria for being here and sharing your insights with us. Um, I really encourage everyone to head to Amazon and check out Maria's book, The Only Way Is Olay. Um, Maria, if our listeners want to find out a bit more about you and Olay Spanish, uh, where can they find you online? Um, you can go to our webpage with www.olespanish.net or you can follow us on Facebook, All Spanish for Everyone, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, yeah, we are everywhere, really. So come and check us out. Any questions, send us an email, give us a call. I will be happy to actually consider you as a franchisee. Wonderful. Thank you, Maria. Um, and thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode of the Birkbeck Futures podcast from your careers, enterprise and employability team here at Birkbeck University. You can find out about all our services and how to contact us at bbk.ac.uk slash futures. Uh, join us next time for more content and advice on UK startups and enterprise. Bye bye for now.